Hello. Hello, greetings. I'm so happy to see you here again back at another episode of Medicine Transmissions. I'm excited about this one. So today I invite you to join me in both sitting in and understanding and gaining more depth about the art of holding counsel. Some of you may be familiar with this. Some of you may not know what this word means, but when I say it, you might get this feeling of like, I feel like I know what that means. Because it's in your blood. (laughs) Uh, Every culture has at one time, be it in the past when there are more nomadic, tribe-like, smaller groups, some have it still present today, since those times in their culture. Either way, all of us, in some form or the other, has had our ancestry touch council. So we all know what it is on some level. And this particular form of council, while that's the general sense, that I will be mostly sharing stories from and about today and diving into is my understanding of council as um, both pulling uh, threads from my ancestry and my blood and in my intuition, but mostly from being exposed to it when I was out in Ojai, California, at the Ojai Foundation and their lineage that they took root in Ojai and have now spread not only in their corner of California and the world, but they have also spread it worldwide. But we'll get that or to that later <laughs> in a little bit here. So first, what is counsel in this understanding and lens? In the most simplest of ways that mostly it is sitting in a circle. Everyone is sitting in a circle, close but not too close. (laughs) Comfy seats you can sit in for a while or move around in, arrange. Maybe you're sitting on blankets. There is always a fire in the middle. Fire is essential. I mean, how long have we, again, in our ancestry and otherwise, gathered around fires as people to talk, to share? To debate. (laughs) Fire is the spark of life. It is the spark of intuition, inspiration, creation. As much as it is destruction. But since it's this kind of pivotal balancing force that purifies, we come to the fire for counsel as much as to hold this purification force that counsel brings and can bring. Typically it's a candle, sometimes it is a fire. And today I have my own candle that when we start our counsel here now, (laughs) and this time I I will light it and I will dedicate it uh, to my intention and purposes here. And that's also a part of counsel. Why have we gathered here? And there's typically one to two people in this circle of of people and friends. and Maybe not friends. People who want to be friends. (laughs) Or at least understand each other. 
Um, there's there's one or two people who lead this circle, and not in the sense of a hierarchy by any means, but literally just two um, observers who will keep time for this, you know, to keep it within the limitations of, of a reasonable conversation so people can keep their focus on, so people can show up, so people can get the rest of the things done that they need to throughout the day or that they want to. Time is precious. So there's there's that aspect of honoring time, of keeping it concise, of moving it along, or of helping to uh, mitigate roadblocks that are coming up in the conversation. There is also the intention to bring forth the focus on the topics to start it, um, to guide it, to switch maybe the form of the council that it's taking to get the results we're looking for. All these things. That's what these two people are doing. Often they're elders, but they don't have to be because it takes a lot of wisdom and insight to be able to read these really fine languages of body language, of tone, of eye movement and contact, of um, just the energy of the room because I promise you that is a thing, especially when a group of people come together to have a council. There is definitely a palatable mixing of every individual that has chosen to show up at that time and what they're coming together looks and feels like. So so I'm going to read that to help it come to the most beneficial endpoint, right? Whether we're doing a council to get to know each other, to deepen, to share something, to help someone heal something, to help everyone talk about a certain issue, be it something that is worldwide that... We're looking for clarity on of how to take action on or how to feel okay or whatever it is. Or maybe it is um, to resolve an actual issue within a business or within a marriage, a partnership, a friendship. It, it looks like so many things. But underlining, always about understanding, deepening our understanding. And not just listening to each other, but hearing each other. Because counsel is about speaking and listening from the heart, truly, and not just that, like, you know, fluffy sense of those words that can happen, but, like, for real, from the heart of understanding, of compassion, to the capability that we're able to when we're listening to someone, we hold them. And it's like listening, yes, but the real calling up and challenge that counsel gives you is but can you listen without thinking (laughs) what can you listen without thinking about what that person is saying and how what it means to you um the things that come up maybe a judgment of what they're saying or what it's making you feel like um thinking about your response you want to say when you know it comes to your be your turn to speak because oh yes in counsel there's a talking stick that's passed around or a talking piece, something that gives someone the floor and indicates we all give our undivided attention to them. And they can't be interrupted. And you can't speak until that comes to you. And this is not meant to be restrictive or controlling. It's meant to give full focus, not only to the person who's speaking, but to challenge us to have full focus when we are not step back cease to be the culmination of the stories that you call yourself for just that time but be in your true self without the stories 
and listen to this heart that is playing itself out for you, for all of us that are listening. These are really simple concepts in some senses, but in practice, you know, they really show up for us as great teachers to understand ourselves better, to help see places that maybe need a little bit more fine-tuning and exploration, and all in the joyful, playful, you know, proclamation of just being together in a deeper way, being in right relation with each other. That's also what counsel is a facet of, and what it represents is this way of being good to each other, being in right relation with each other, because we are all, in some senses, relatives, all of us. We are all a human family. We are all an earth family, right? We all come from the same line of evolution of organisms that brought us to this point. We have family that are also animals that live with us on this planet and plants, bacteria, bugs, all kinds of things. And you better believe you can have counsel with them too, but we'll get to that maybe another time. (laughs) So for now, we're going to focus on this human relation. And whenever I've sat in a circle of counsel, I've always learned something new. I've always been touched deeply, and I usually cry. <laughs> I'm a crier. I mean, it's a thing, definitely. I'm a river. Um, but I'm moved by someone's story, by just watching someone be so vulnerable and open up in ways I never expected. Just by witnessing, I mean, really makes you feel connected. And I think that's something that all of us are looking for, especially in times like these. That's when these gatherings can be so healing. You don't have to be in person. It's it's definitely a wonderful experience to be in person, have counsel, but you don't have to be in person. I'm actually thinking about holding a virtual counsel. Ruminating on it. <laughs> So now that I've laid down these kind of generalities and we've already moved into this space, I can already feel um, the spirit and energy of counsel coming to sit with me and you in this circle. I can already feel things coming to move in, wanting to come through. So before we get too much further into this, I'm going to light this candle that I have and I've already set up my little altar space and I have my talking stick I have made with all of my additions and intentions woven in with like metal and crystals and feathers and things and then I also have with me my mallet for my my medicine drum my buffalo drum and the mallet was from the teaching tree in Ojai And that's a story I'll save for when we're in council, but we'll come back there. Just know that 
I have this tree here because it's it's seen many councils over many, many moons. And of course, there's the water. <laughs> Alrighty, so... Let's just all take three deep breaths to sink ourselves together and really feel into this web of all who will come here and sit in the circle with us, either now or through whenever this recording is listened to. Taking a deep breath in and out. <sighs> Hmm. Thank you, fire, for being here. I call upon you. I call upon the spirit of counsel and all my guides and helpers, my ancestors, of both blood and path and all forms. Be with us today. My intention to <clears throat> spread this this gift and this wonderful experience of counsel and the healing that it brings may lift hearts and ignite minds with creative solutions with kindness in mind. Welcome, fire. Welcome. Welcome to the circle within a circle. <laughs> mm. So in council, we like to play games and sing songs as much as we love to tell stories. All the good things, right? So in the spirit of council, I'm open with a song that I learned while in my little immersion out in Ojai the very first time being exposed to, to council. The earth, the air, the fire, the water, return, return, return. The earth, the air, the fire, the water, return, return, return. A hey, a hey, a hey, a hey, a ho, a ho, a ho. A hey, a hey, a hey, a hey, a ho, a ho, a ho. The earth, the air, the fire, the water, return, return, return. The earth, the air, the fire, the water, return, return, return. A hey, a hey, a hey, a hey, a ho, a ho, a ho. A hey, a hey, a hey, a hey, a ho, a ho, a ho. So here we are, sitting in a circle together, around a fire, with all of our different stories to show and bear and weave together. So why are we here today? What has brought us here today? We 
what is present. We need each other more than ever. We know that by binding together in this way and other ways, by believing in our abilities and what we have to offer, to look at things with creative solutions of how to keep, how to find, how to define safety, abundance, community, right? We come together to share in this way and to warm each other's fires in a sense, keep each other uplifted, acting from our hearts and just believing in our abilities that we have now and our ability to learn and adapt. We have so much of those things inside of us, so many keys to unlock and doors to discover. And when we sit together in this way and we find ourselves holding the talking piece and the microphone, it's amazing once we quiet our minds what can come through. So story time. <laughs> I went out to Ojai, California in 2015. It was just such a, like a lightning strike of inspiration and of just kind of this like feeling of I have to go to this place. And I, I first saw it when one of my friends from high school actually, um, and I don't keep, keep in contact with too many folks from that time. Um, so it was, it was significant, the fact that I even keep up with her um, and Brooke, my buddy. And, and she was living in Ojai. She was working at the Ojai Foundation and had been. And I had seen her a few times talk about it, post about it on Facebook. And every time just, there was this like ping in my heart and gut. And it was like a longing. And then she posted up about this retreat that she herself was going to be hosting with another woman. And I just had to go. And it was called the Elements Retreat. And I had been working with Elements heavily already. And just something about it. There wasn't even too much description. It was kind of wonderfully mysterious and they didn't say much and they let the energy allude to it so that those who were meant to be there would go. And I was definitely one of those people because I was like, ping, 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 I gotta go. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> gotta go. So I did. And when I told my beloved partner, Rob, about it and was like, hey, do you want to come too? He instantly was just like, yes, yes, big yes. I feel it. And so we went. We went to the elements retreat, welcoming back the water. And just walking up to that land alone just changed my life. Like, bam, right there I could have gone home and my life would have been changed. <laughs> it's on Dragon Mountain. On Dragon Mountain. And that thing was real. It was alive. It was a dragon. <laughs> there is even a map of Dragon Mountain where you could, you know, go up 
sit on a dragon's neck and look at the sunrise and you know the story goes from there that people who go there have things accelerated for them whatever it is that is present with you at the time you go to dragon mountain it's accelerated and purified in the fire but the acceleration can be intense and that I can say at least for me from my experience that was definitely true but I also got introduced to council. We would hold council every morning at least. Sometimes we'd hold council two or three times a day. The morning one was a check-in. Kind of see how everyone's doing. It was a very caring experience. And then there'd be a council to meet up and just be introduced to it, to get our feet wet, to see what it was about, and to have real conversation about everything that was coming up during the retreat. And just out of respect for that sacred container and those people, um, I won't go into too much detail about that on this. If you want to have some one-on-one conversations, I am all for it. <laughs> But it was beautiful and transformative and very bonding. The people that were part of that retreat, I feel like we went so deep. <laughs> and those, I think it was like seven days. And council was a large part of that. And just getting exposed to it, it just ignited all parts of my being. Um, I personally went through what, what is usually spoken of, of just, I already was a good listener. Um, I already was holding space for people for many years at that point. And... I was a good listener, and I found places to open deeper to that, to put down certain parts of myself that I didn't realize were up, um, and to be kinder to myself, too, for sure, and have more faith in myself. It was incredible. And, and just, like, all the people that were there were so potent and and taught me in so many ways, so many ways, spending that much time together in this really heightened awareness because not only were we in council, I came to understand when we were sitting in circle, but we were always in council together. And it was amazing. We could be so open and vulnerable and real and childlike and serious with each other. It was just this way of relating and being that, I had seen in pieces and I definitely have experience, but just there was something different about it and it inspired the dreamer in me to dream about, man, when this is incorporated into everyday society and just this is just the way it is again, you know, man, what a way to foster good relations with each other. If you communicate about things instead of, you know, tucking away things that bother you and you bite your tongue about or a mis- something that could be from a misunderstanding and then everyone gets to actually see it and it's spoken about and not built upon, you know, just it, it can lead to such a better way of being together and being in balance because things happen, you know, we're going we're gonna to scratch against each other sometimes, you know, to, to, to smooth our edges out. It's kind of the point, I think. And what a good way to move through that. And there's people who some say will never be able to understand each other. And I really disagree because I've held counsel 
to absolve opposites before two people from completely different backgrounds who literally hated the other type of person. And I use that word very lightly and in the sense that, I mean, I don't use that often because it's a strong word, but they hated each other. And I, I helped. I didn't help. Now they love each other in, in the few sessions we did, but let me tell you, I saw hope start to come in. I saw cracks start to form and love and understanding to start to pour in at places. And it definitely opened up the dialogue for, you know, understanding to even be possible. And it really started to create this bond between them. And they began to see, wow, you're not so different from me. I really misunderstood. I was taught a lot of things by a lot of people that made me think it was my idea about you and your type of person. And I don't really know why I believe I hate you anymore. And, you know, afterwards, without me needing to be there, you know, they have really come to a really beautiful resolution and understanding, and it's a very unique friendship. And that's just one example I have. So, yeah, I don't think it's impossible. I think it just takes the right set and setting for a conversation. And I'm not saying for all things. I don't, I'm not, I'm not making any big grand gestures in that way, even though I'll leave open the space for it to be possible. But what I am claiming is there are a lot of misunderstandings and a lot of things and hatred and divisions that come from those misunderstandings that can be healed, that can be transmuted. I believe it after what I've seen. So here I am at this gathering, all these really kind of trippy, psychedelic, not like literally psychedelic, but just psychedelic in the way of it just felt this quality of unreal, um, of, of hype, not even unreal, of hyper-reality, of, you know, just easier to tap into all things, and every experience just felt heightened and colorful and just so rich. And I went through these different initiations there. Some of them I'll save for stories again for another time because I don't want to get too far off topic. But I went through these initiations where I met some stone people out on a spirit walk. I went through my first sweat lodge there and had a really crazy, incredible experience where I received a healing from the, the man who was running the sweat lodge mark, and it opened up so much in me, and it really empowered me to move forward on my path as a space holder for people to have alchemical processes of healing and transmutation, the power to heal themselves and to change their lives. And then... I go home and I start sometimes by choice and other times it seemed like a kind of tidal wave that was happening where counsel just came into my life and took over in a great way and I just kept studying it and deepening with it reading holding space thinking thinking <laughs> understanding it letting it come to me and just continue to change and transform my life and enrich it 
I became really passionate about it. Especially as someone who's so intrigued by the power of words like I am. You know, I've been devouring books ever since I could read multiples at a time. I don't know, not give me all the books. Um, and I've, I'm really impacted by them. I'm swept away by them. And, you know, I myself am a writer, both in poetry and stories and otherwise. Um, and I have really worked to hone my craft as a writer to do that same thing, really get across these things, these musings in my heart and either funny things or beautiful images or passionate viewpoints and things to move people. So I really understand the power of words. And it's only amplified that, you know, and then 2017 comes around and Bing, here's Ohio again. I've been keeping tabs on them because I love them. I felt so connected to them. So I've been keeping tabs on them and it comes up again. Okay, we are having the international, the very first international council holders gathering. Holy moly, ping, 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 ping. I have to go, but they are filled up. So I sign up on a waiting list. And later, I'm called and contacted, emailed, not called, <laughs> called up, <laughs> emailed, and, hey, there's a spot for you um, if you want to come. We don't have any more places for you to stay on the land, um, on Ohio Foundation land, but we have a spot for you to come be here with us. We would love it. And at the time, that was kind of... <laughs> A lot to ask for, in a sense, were like at least for me um, and where I was at, and it was kind of last minute, and I just answered the ping and I went, and I had to rent a Kia Soul car, which was awesome. Actually, it ended up being super fun in the mountains and and drive quite a distance. I think it was like half an hour every day there and back to be a part of this international council holders gathering. And I am so glad I went because council on its own is beautiful and powerful. But imagine this was a council gathering of all council holders. So when we sat in council, it wasn't council holders and then a circle of beautiful folk only. It was all council holders being led by council holders. And this was an immersion to really kind of deepen in our practice to share where we've been and to sit and talk about why are we here what is going on in the world and what do we want to do to it how do we see the potential for counsel how are we acting right now to the power of counsel in our world what are we doing and it was people literally from around the world who all had been trained either at Ojai or through the lineage that was started at Ojai so we were all in this very similar container of a web of lineage from all around the world almost every continent no it was every continent um was covered had someone there and all ages and doing amazing incredible inspiring things with council i you know i might have cried a lot at the other one but this one i was just constantly in tears of either gratitude touched by its deep depths of feeling this like sadness because we talked about some really intense things in fact Give me chills, but we talked about the potentials of something like this and the world moving towards this 
And in that first council, in that sweat lodge, I actually was told of a Lakota prophecy about this time. So really, I feel that this is all really woven together, as most things and almost everything are. But for me, this is a really like, okay, counsel is needed during this time. I was brought to learn about it and these times that it was talked about. So the second gathering was really solidifying that for me. And seeing just the unity of people from all around the world. And not everyone even could speak English, even though most could. Um, I mean, like fluently, they understood, but it, it was just wonderful. They, I, the people I met, the stories I heard, um, it was incredible. It was like, wow, we're all the same. It's so funny. Our, our issues are so similar in such different types of living. Some were similar. Some were completely out of my realm of experience, and I loved it. And it was just so beautiful and hopeful. And we all felt the power of counsel and seeing how everyone saw it ripple in their lives and coming together and proclaiming that together. And having so many counsel sessions of so many kinds, I just learned so much. And it was that time that I was about to make my medicine drum. I, I was going to go home and my workshop was like a month or two after this. And I was still looking for my mallet because I just had a feeling I wanted my mallet to just be a stick I found from this old elder tree. And I just, it was so funny. I could see the stick in my mind, but I had no idea where or what tree it was from. I just saw it because I really wanted to give my trum, you know, this wisdom of the trees. And me and trees have a very deep relationship, especially with my, all the work I do. They're, they're great and longtime teachers of mine. So I wanted it to be this tree. So I'm finishing up being at Ojai, feeling really bittersweet about leaving, as it always is so hard for me to leave that place and the people there. And I go to the talking tree where underneath has been held so many councils, so many wisdom talks, so many um, council initiations into different levels of it, trainings. Um, Joseph Campbell has spoken there. You know, a Dalai Lama has spoken there, blah, blah, blah. A beautiful, wonderful being who people don't know have spoken there time and time again. All these beautiful hearts and intentions have been there. And the tree says, please take me. I want to be your mallet. I'm the one you saw. And at first, I was really uncomfortable with that. The tree insisted. And so I found a stick laying on the ground that had fallen from one of its branches and this tree is an amazing old conifer amazing old conifer and so I see the broken branch it's already dead and dying it's not connected I feel good and I go to like rip it off and as I rip it off this part because I didn't want to bring the whole stick I only wanted to take what I needed and it like bears into my leg cuts me up and I was like perfect <laughs> wait what yes perfect that's what I said perfect so I take my blood and I give it back to the tree as kind of an offering of like, thank you for letting me take one of these amazing wisdom holder pieces of you. Now you will be a part of the medicine that my drum gives. 
I will carry counsel with me literally in, in all of my work, even if I'm not talking counsel with you. Me and my drum are holding counsel with you and your spirit as you journey or get healed or whatever the situation is. And then Ohio went through the fires. Most of it got burned away. And it really tore to a piece of me. <laughs> I was so sad. But I saw also how the fire was the dragon purifying itself and those who it blesses with the ability to walk on it. And it's wondrous to see what the fire left because some of it makes sense for what was destroyed and where it was, the wind, the plants around it, the brush, all of that. But some of it was miraculous of what was left and what was unharmed when other parts around it were completely scorched. And I felt it was a great opportunity for us to listen like we do in council with each other, to listen why, what was left. You know, where were we not doing the work? Where were the bramble left that created the brash fire in both the physical senses, but also I really mean, you know, with speaking. I could see there was some stagnancy in certain places. Not that I would ever wish for this to happen, but, you know, when we look to these types of things, these upheavals that happen in our life, we can always find silver linings and lessons and, you know, why? Why Why would this, why did this need to come? What was this imbalance of? And so it was an opportunity to listen. And the fact that the teaching tree is still standing was really inspiring to me. And that the council house, the main council house, was still standing. And now it's regenerating. People have put so much work in. It's doing much better. And they're slowly getting back to the point where they're able to awful, uh, offer council again. And to me, isn't this like such a beautiful representation of council? Like survives through the most brutal purifications we might have the most intense things that have built up or things we see in a person that we just want to hold back and be like oh well I don't want to tell even though they might need to hear that they're they get too triggered or they this or that or I don't want to hurt their feelings or I don't want to be that person or I don't want to letting the brush build up and the fire will come the fire will come there will be an explosion because that is way too much fuel to sit around dormant. That is way too much stagnation. The body needs to be cleared of that. So the fire will burn. So do you want a controlled burn? Coming up as close to when these things start to accumulate as possible. Do you want to have the conversation and love? And it can get heated, but it does not have to get to a point where you are, you know, hurting heart with hurt instead of using mindful, cautious words and listening and trying to find a solution, not where you are right, or not where you can assert yourself or any of these things. Put this down. Hear what the person is trying to say. We do things like this and we can move mountains. We can form solutions, because it doesn't always have to be about resolving a problem. It could be how do we create the solution? What is the best way to go? 
it can breed beautiful ideas, beautiful co-creations, beautiful teams. It can also can just create friendship and, and true knowing of each other. Counsel is so powerful. I've also seen it used at retreats like myself, right? And then I, I've heard of people and then done myself at other types of gatherings, just showing people this way of connecting, of relating to each other outside of what modern day society has offered us, which are kind of not the best all the time. You don't have to meet up at a bar. You don't have to, you know, go to a sporting event or go to this thing or that. We can get to know people by having real, true conversation about things of substance. We can feel comfortable to play like children with each other because the games that I've played at council are just, they're so fun and silly, but they're all bonding, you know, like mirroring each other's movements or, you know, uh, go, sitting in a circle and you sending a pulse through. I'm sure a lot of you have done that. It's these kind of fun, childlike, light ways that really, you know, we drop our guard, we drop our this or that. We can just kind of be playful and childlike and little mini creators in the moment. Without a reason, without holding back or without needing it to mean something. Just playing. That's really healing too. And when we join our voices and our minds together, it's really powerful. Very powerful. And hearing our voices sing as one while we sing the opening and our closing songs can be really, really just, you know, nourishing to the spirit. We've been singing together again forever. It touches something so deeply in us. And we all love stories. And there's more depth there. This is just the tip of the iceberg <laughs> with counsel. I could go much deeper. And I will. But for this time, I just want to leave, leave this for you to chew on and to ponder. And to, if you want to, welcome counsel into your field and play around with listening and talking in this way. And uh, if you have any other questions or you know, tell me another story. Tell me about that sweat lodge thing. Tell me about blah, blah, blah. The permaculture building that you did. Wait, you didn't talk about that. <laughs> but you can ask me about it. <laughs> you know, I'm always an open book. I love sharing these stories. There's a lot. And I love sharing understanding about counsel. And I, hey, if you want to play around and hold a counsel, I would love to do it virtually now. And when we, you know past this phase we're in and we're out and moving around and figuring out how to move forward and the fun directions we want to take this in. I, I'm so game to lead counsel or sit in counsel to help foster those solutions or those understandings. I just want to put that out there into the multiverse. <laughs> I would heed that call. But 
for now I just thank you for being here and listening to my stories being together being connected and feeling the possibility of counsel as a resolver a dissolver an uplifter and a shifter Just remember that I love you so much. Remember to find ways always to be in right relation with those around you. Because we have so many different relationships around us. Some we really focus on, some we don't even realize. With each other. Again, with the animals, with the earth, the stars. Mushrooms. (laughs) the mycelial network that is everywhere there's so many fun things for us to tap into and have relation with and we need we really find that it serves best to be in harmony with them because we want to live how we you know what brings our highest joy and it's important to respect other people's and other entities and things that want that same thing as long as it harms none but it must be in harmony. It's kind of like these written laws in the in the earth and universe. It must be in balance. Otherwise, a correction will be made to write that, that balance. So it's exciting to, to dream about what that's going to look like and the things we want to bring forward into that space as we journey forward here together. Aren't we lucky to be here during this time and help write this story and hold each other so gently as we go through this purging process? And what better time than to lift it up and throw it into the fire of community, of counsel, right? To be here for each other for real. To focus on both the problems and the solutions and the inspirations. Well, I'm going to blow out this candle and this circle for now. Thank you. And end this this particular circle of counsel. And instead of doing a song, I'm just going to do three breaths with you because I like breathing with you. <laughs> and to let the song maybe be just the space between us singing as we're connected. <laughs> I know, I'm super cheesy. I just love this stuff. We're going to take three breaths together. Ready? One. And two. Three. 
Yay! Well, thanks for journeying with me again, and I look forward to sharing more with you next time. I will be dropping down another slice of my poetry pie for you <laughs> after I put up this episode. Um, this piece is one of my more a little more intense. The first one was a nice like sensory one. Last time, sensations and musings. It was more sensory and um, playing with words and textures and sounds and just speaking about being an observer of, you know, just the beauty of everything. And this one's going to be a little bit more of a proclamation of sovereignty. And I wrote this a number of years ago, but, you know, when I was thinking and trying to put together, okay, what poetry wants to come next, what, which piece, I right away went to this one and just listened to it to make sure, and I was like, wow, I wrote this years ago, but this is just so poignant for this moment in time now, no matter where we're at, so check that one out, and I will also on Wednesday of this week be putting out that mini episode that some of you maybe saw me um, feeling out if, if people were interested, and it was definitely like 80 7% people um, would find benefit to hear it. So I'm going to make a mini episode on Wednesday about just what I've been doing um, to take care of my body and the, the things I've been uh, just, you know, giving a little bit of extra juice with and what I've been doing to um, just, yeah, maintain for right now and um, things to strengthen my immune system and my lungs and... Um, to keep things all in balance and, and supple. <laughs> supple. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and clear, you know. So I'll be sharing that. Along with some other things. To, to help support ourselves during this time. And, and really it'll also be just good info to, to store away for any and all times. Because it's always good to be preventively supporting our bodies as we go through different things and even just times of the year so look forward to sharing that with you and I hope you have a wonderful Sunday and see you next time mm -hmm.